Talk. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and hello to all my great listeners. I have to thank you over and over again for your tremendous following of this show. Uh, I mean, I can't thank you enough, but you know what? That's the only way we'll make a difference, right? We've got to get out there and speak up and let everyone know that people with disabilities, they do matter. And today, our guest today knows that very well. It truly is my honor to have him as a guest today on the show. And let me tell you, this man is so busy, it was hard to get him scheduled on this show. But he took time. He took time to be on here with us, and he is a true champion of employment for Americans with disabilities, and I mean it when I say that. He has made every effort to help me, and more importantly, to help you, people with disabilities, gain employment. He is a business leader and executive in in America. He is the Senior Vice President of Customer and Analytical Operations at a great company, Highmark Incorporated. Darren Machoice, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Joyce. It's great to be here. It's my honor to have you. And, Darren, before we go into a lot of different issues, I thought maybe you could begin by telling our listeners a little bit about you and what you do at Highmark and how long you've been at the company. Sure. Um, I've been with Highmark and its predecessor, Blue Cross Blue Shield organizations, for the past 23 years um, in a variety of roles. Uh, At the present time, I'm currently responsible for our customer operations including our membership processing, billing, uh, portions of our claims processing, customer service call centers, as well as um, our business intelligence and data analysis functions. And and how large of a group would that be, Darren? Uh, Within my organization, we have um, close to 900 professionals um, throughout the, the various parts of operations and business intelligence. Wow, and I'll tell you what, you, you have worked in many different areas because you worked in information technology before you moved into operations. That's, that's correct. I've had, um, over the 23 years, I've really had um, a great opportunity here at Highmark to work. I started out, actually, in the research department. Um, really gave me an opportunity to learn the business while also the opportunity to apply some of my technology skills and uh, later transitioned into uh, the IT organization where I, I really was responsible for our, our database administration, some of our application development, some of the early um, Internet website uh, development, and then later transitioned into a role where um, I had the fortune, the opportunity to create our healthcare informatics organization, uh, which really consolidated all of our advanced analytics and data analysis reporting responsibilities from around the organization, and then more recently uh, assumed responsibility for uh, some of the customer operations, as I mentioned, uh, membership billing, uh, some of the claims processing, as well as customer service. It's been a, it's been a very um, uh, exciting uh, tenure here at Highmark, a lot of diverse roles. Uh, it's been a great place um, to, to work and, and frankly, to, to learn. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a good 23 years. That's wonderful. And you've been very successful during that time. So, you know, I'm sure that Highmark is happy to have you also, Darren. And and I know, Darren, that you know 
that because of Highmark, I was able to found Bender Consulting Services. You know, for listeners, if you haven't heard me tell this story before, if it weren't for Highmark, there would not be a Bender Consulting Services because I went to the company over 11 years ago with an idea, and not only did they stand behind me then, they continued over, you know, this whole 11 years, they never wavered in their commitment helping me. That is why I will be forever eternally grateful to this company for just believing in me in a dream and, of course, for what they've done for people with disabilities. But what what I wanted to ask you, Darren, because people ask me this question all the time, is what do you think it is that has made Highmark so different, so special, so unique in this area? In other words, why, why are they doing this when other companies are not? What do you think it is about the Highmark culture? Because as you well know, it has continued that, that entire 11 years. Yep. Well, Joyce, I, I think it's it's really twofold. Um, uh, you know, I think for to start with, I'd say it's, it's more a reflection on the the sixty year mission and commitment to the communities we serve. Um, and it's sort of easy to say. That. I think that's the easy answer. But having been here twenty three years and having had the privilege to serve under five different CEOs over that period of time, they lived and breathed that mission. Um, day in and day out with the employees and the leadership team. Uh, you quickly realize working at Highmark that it is a different type of organization um, with a focus on its corporate mission, um, you know, to, to, to provide access to affordable quality health care, enabling individuals to live longer, healthier lives. And, and they truly are committed to that. So really focused on the community mission um, and being first and foremost you know, what, what we strive to deliver every day. I'd say the second part is really um, the success and impact of the individuals that have been recruited as part of this program in working with you. Um, obviously, their success and impact has created, a, you know, a desire to grow it in numbers and, and range of skill sets um, and the numbers of placements at Highmark. So I think that success has has really helped to, to drive this on. We still have work to do to continue that and, and even make it even better, but I think that really has, has done it. The, these employees are they're treated and, and respected like any other employee in the organization. They have the same performance expectations, the same level of involvement in projects, and it really has worked. Uh, so I think it's really twofold. I think it's, it's ingrained in the mission of the organization. It starts at the executive levels and, and really permeates down through the organization but I think it, it also is truly a tribute to the individuals uh, who have come to work at Highmark, um, who have disabilities, but have really, really done a tremendous job. And that's, I think that's made the, the awareness uh, easier and, you know, to get it out throughout the organization. And it's helped to, to smooth the way for areas like myself, my area, to move in and take advantage of some of the things that the early adopters, you know, learned and, and really worked through to make it a success there at Highmark. So I think it's really twofold. And one thing I want to tell you, I agree with you. I say all the time that no matter what I say about employing people with disabilities at Bender Consulting Services, it's at the end of the day, it's not me. It's the employees getting up every day, going to work, doing a great job. That's really 
who sells this program. And, and I agree with you, but I must say that not everyone is uh, like you, Darren. You you really are a great leader because you really took a lead in this area. I just want to tell all of our listeners to what a degree. Darren had me come and speak at this meeting he had, huge meeting with, with all these people that report to him, and had me speak for a few minutes about employing people with disabilities. But I want to tell you that he also went up front and said to everyone, I really believe in this and I want to make this happen. Then, then another thing he did is he chose someone in his organization and said, look, all of you get together and you know figure out how to do this and how to make it work. And, boy, they have really been fantastic and they have been hiring a lot of people. But, unfortunately, when only 35% of Americans with disabilities who want to work are actually working today, we know that not everyone is like Darren Machoice. So, Darren, would you say it was just seeing those people and their performance? What would you say it is that caused you to take a lead to the level you did in the area of employment of people with disabilities? Well, I think it it it, it really starts with the success um, of the early adopters um, of this program, and and really it, just from from where I sit. Um, and over the years, I, I really was first exposed to what you were doing here at Highmark through Tom Tabor, who is our chief information officer. And, and really at that time, uh, when he first talked about it, because his focus obviously is, is on uh, technology skills and, and hiring individuals with, with strong and, and a diverse set of technology skills. You know, at the time, I, while I was intrigued with the program, um, I didn't necessarily act. Um, I sort of stayed on the sidelines to some extent. In some respects, I, when I look back at it, I think it was in part because of the unknowns and perhaps some of my perceptions of, of the challenges that such a program would create and, and, and also that it was really geared towards IT and I wasn't really responsible for IT any longer. I had operations and informatics and more business responsibilities than technical. You know, so I, I, I didn't necessarily get in and, and, and run with it early on. Um, I think over time, as my role expanded, and I also, though, had an opportunity to sit near some individuals here at Highmark um, who are working with disabilities, um, but working every day, being a part of the team and seeing that and having an opportunity to get to know them a little better, but also start to understand more about the approach. Um, you know, some of the, the things they said, you know, in terms of, the challenges that, that it may take in, in getting such a program established and things like that. I think the more we talked about it and the more I witnessed uh, the people that were already here working, uh, they were high, you know, highly skilled, dedicated, hardworking employees making significant contributions. It, it really began to change uh, my perspective on this, and, and, and I say that both from a business and, and personal perspective. Um, I sort of personalize it as well because my grandfather came here when he was, you know, 13, year, 13 years old, didn't speak, you know, English. And over the course of his life, he became relatively successful in, you know, running his own business and things like that. And unfortunately, later in life, he, he you know, lost a leg and his eyesight to diabetes. But what I remember um, to this day, like it was, you know, like it was yesterday, even though it was 20-some years ago, 
he always worked hard. He always um, wanted to make a contribution, regardless of whether he can see, regardless of whether he could still get around the way he had been, because he really just wanted to make a contribution um, to to his family and, and the people around him. And, and in many respects, in, in talking with the individuals involved um, with 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 Bender and with the employees that we had hired, that's really what they were looking for as well. So it's sort of you know, you know, seeing that same quality and desire really began to break down some of the barriers that I think I, I had built up um, artificially around me. And, again, working with Tom Tabor, our CIO, and some of his staff to, to understand it more from a management perspective um, certainly helped uh, move it along as well. Yes, and he certainly did do a lot to get this going. No doubt about that. But right now we're going to break for a minute. And then we'll be right back. If you just joined us, we're talking to the Senior Vice President of Customer and Analytic Operations from Highmark, Mr. Darren Machoice. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, Disability Matters. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists, and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Spender. And welcome back. We're talking to Darren the Choice, the Senior Vice President 
of customer and analytic operations for Highmark and a really great business leader in this country helping people with disabilities. Darren, we have a question from a listener in Washington, D.C. And the question is, uh, first, Mr. Machoice, congratulations. It is wonderful what you're doing in America to help Americans with disabilities gain employment. Also, Highmark is well-known and recognized now nationally for the work they have done. My question is, as a model to other employers, how has employing people with disabilities positively impacted your work environment? That, that's a great question. Um, and it, it's going to be hard to put in words. Um, you've got to sort of bear with me on this because it, it really is a, a feeling, um, on one hand, as a, as a management team, as a member of the management team, a feeling of, of contribution, um, that you are, in fact, um, one, contributing to the company because you're bringing someone into the organization with the skills necessary uh, to bring value to your customers, to differentiate our capabilities from our competitors. So, you know, there's a, there's a good feeling from that. There's also um, a good feeling that you're, you're, you're really enabling um, someone to reach uh, for the stars, reach for the, the, their aspirations to, of, of, as I said before the break, you know, um, wanting to make a contribution, wanting to be able to support their family, and having all the tools to do it. They just need the opportunity, and, and it's a good feeling. It's something that um, is visible in the organization as well. Um, if you spend any time walking through the organization, uh, going to the cafeteria, you see many of these individuals, and they're, they're part of the team. They're, they're with um, any number of employees, and so you, you get to see it as well. It's just it's hard to put into words, but it's it's a good feeling. Um, it works. Um, they're you know they're not treated as exceptions. They're they're treated as part of the team, and and it, it's just all the way around. I I think a real positive and a a feel good for the organization, and, and clearly. Uh, something that, that we see growing. Uh, so it's a great question. You know what, Darren? That is a great answer. I'm going to tell you why. Frequently when people talk about benefits of employing people with disabilities or positive impact, they forget to talk about what it does for the management team. You know, I always say this is a time where doing the right thing is also the right business decision, but there's no doubt about it that it that it's wonderful to be involved with something that even makes the management team feel like they're doing something worthwhile. That's right. And, and I know, Darren, you can see that in your own staff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, there's, there's, I'm not, I'd be lying if I'd say, you know, it's, 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 it's an easy sell still with some of, some management, um, because it, it is different and, and, but I've also learned that as people become exposed to it, whether directly by hiring and managing individuals with disabilities or just having the opportunity to observe others, it makes it an easier process for them. And it is. Every single time, after the fact, it's something you sit there and say, we should have done this sooner. You know, why didn't we do this? And, in fact, as hard as it is to find highly skilled employees in this country, Today, with or without disabilities, um, you, you sort of look back and say, "There's a whole new pool of, of, of 
talented individuals that this opens you up to. And in, in hindsight, every single time you look back and say, boy, we should have done this one sooner. Uh, mm-hmm. We should have found a way to make this work sooner. So it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a good thing for the management team. It's good for the organization, particularly with our mission, with the type of organization we are, with the industry we're in. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good fit, very good fit. Well, Darren, the next question that I wanted to ask you is interesting because we also had listeners email me questions about this. The question I wanted to ask you was, um, you know, what do you say to business leaders who tell you that their staff is resistant to hiring people with disabilities? Well, the question from sent to me from a listener was, um, Mr. Matois, my question for you is, do you have any advice if you're at a smaller company and you want to do this but your whole team is opposed because they feel that it would, you know, impact their productivity? What, what, do, you, what do you have any suggestions of what you tell people who resist this? Well, that's, that's a different situation in ours because we are a larger organization and we have some history with the mm-hmm. program. We're not, you know, we're not starting from scratch. It's, it's, it's something that has been here for years, and so we, it really helps enable that. I think with a smaller organization, um, I think you really, what my advice would be is go find uh, that maybe that one person uh, that will champion this. Uh, find that one leader. Uh, and I would start high in your organization. Um, and, and frankly, I would encourage them to talk to other leaders who have um, you know, use this as a, a tremendous opportunity to bring talented individuals into their organization. I would encourage them to make that link. I'm sure through Joyce's organization and through others, they can help you make that. It's the same thing I do, frankly, internally, uh, when I, you know, I have someone in my management team who, who may or may not have as much interest in this kind of program at the moment. I, or, or to sort of say, you know, they're a little resistant to doing this. First thing I do is encourage them to go talk to one of their peers or another leader in the organization who's already done it. Um, and I think that helps to, to, to sort of make them more aware that this is not this is not um, as difficult as what they may uh, perceive it to be. Um, and in some respects, um, the reality is I, I think it's, it's almost easier than the traditional hiring process. I mean, and, and some of that is, I think, because of the way that vendor consulting has, has teamed with Highmark and the other organization is in, in many respects they've done the screening up front, they've done the identification, put it that way. They, they are out looking for individuals. And they do some level of screening in terms of skill set and training and, and experience in some cases. Uh, they provide uh, a lot of the preparation work in terms of training and, and things like that and getting the new employee up to speed on the organization and the network of people inside the organization. If we're hiring outside of this program through a traditional hiring process, you don't necessarily have that same level of support. So I think that should be recognized as well, whether it's a large organization or a small organization, existing program or someone contemplating a new program. I think you, you truly have to recognize there's you, you get support throughout the process. Um, Joyce's team is there. They're excellent at what they do. Um, 
both in, in getting the management team ready as well as the employees, the new employee ready. And the other thing, as I said earlier, I, I, I would highly recommend and encourage you to find that one or two people who are, you believe are the champions or the people that are um, would be receptive to having a conversation with someone that's already done it and and take advantage of uh, Bender or other organizations to make those connections for them. And I, I think uh, that's that's probably the uh, the best approach for getting it started in a smaller and even, in frankly, a larger organization. Well, you know what, Darren, thank you for those kind words, but it, I will say that uh, one, a few of the things Darren mentioned I agree with so much. One is starting at the top, you know, whether you're at a small especially in a small company, starting at the top. But even at larger corporations, I always, you know, try to have a relationship with the CEO uh, level because it is a harder initiative. Highmark's very unusual. I mean, the first CEO was Bill Lowry, then John Brass, now Ken Milani, and every CEO has not wavered. They have carried this forward. That is what makes Highmark just so absolutely wonderful and, and special. Just last week I met with Ken Milani and, he is always trying to help me in any way he can. He did something that Darren did. Darren came all the way out to my office to have lunch with me and another CEO friend of mine, Greg Babe, just introduced me to another company. And Kim Milani took me to the Duquesne Club, a private club in Pittsburgh, just introduced me to another CEO to tell them, hey, you should be doing this also. I mean, that's how far, you know, Highmark has taken this, which is just Absolutely wonderful and, and unbelievable. But the thing Darren said about talking to other people, that's critical. Yeah, I would agree. I, yeah, I would you, take you, advantage you just, of that. Yeah, you just can't say it on your own. You need other business references. You, you need other examples so that you can dispel this fear that is inherent when, when they've never done anything like this before. Uh, Darren, a question I wanted to ask you. As we mentioned earlier, only 35% of Americans with significant disabilities who want to work are actually working. This means the candidates are entry-level and experienced. In other words, they have a college degree or they have some experience, but they're entry-level. How do you overcome that as an obstacle to employment? I want to tell you why. Every time I talk to a company, Sometimes, if they don't want to hire people with disabilities, the first words out of their mouth will be, oh, we don't want to do this because they're entry level. Mm -hmm. That's that's funny uh, you ask because I I just had this conversation uh, with a a coworker of mine here recently, um, and it was and it was unrelated to, um, you know, whether whether it's hiring someone with disabilities or not. It was this whole conversation about um, entry level uh, positions in the organization and. And this individual's reluctance to go there, they'd rather go for experience because we're doing more with less and all that kind of stuff. And and I said, you know, the reality and being the Steeler fan that I am, I, I said putting in relative terms here, without entry-level players uh, joining the team every year, uh, we would not have a Ben Roethlisberger. We would not have a Troy Palomao. And we probably wouldn't have a Super Bowl to show for it at this point. You know, yeah, you know, we're all being asked to do more with less. Um, and, and sometimes that leads you towards wanting to hire the more experienced employee, uh, I think history continues to prove that really the blend of having that experienced employee along with entry-level employees, hungry to work, unbiased in their approach, freshly skilled in most current technologies, whether they're disabled or not, 
really brings great chemistry to the workplace. Absolutely. And one last comment about that. With all the baby boomers retiring, you need to look at entry level now. We'll be right back. I'm going to break for a minute, and then we'll be back with our senior vice president from Highmark and a great champion for all people with disabilities, Mr. Darren Machoice. You're listening to America's Voice with Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at one 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, and we're talking to Darren Machoice, Senior Vice President from Highmark, a great company that you have heard me talk about many times. Here he is, one of the champions and leaders at Highmark that is helping me open the doors of freedom for Americans with disabilities. And before we went to break, I just wanted to go back to this one moment. What Darren and I were talking about is the fact that many corporations today, their managers have a problem with hiring people entry level. And what I was saying right before break is that with the impending baby boomers retirement over the next five to eight years, that as one author said, it will make Y2K look like practice material. Mm-hmm. Because so many people are going to be retiring with so few coming behind that, of course, there would be a big labor war going on. Now, 
the question is, why wouldn't you start hiring entry level right now? As Darren said, no matter what area it's in, disabled or not, why would you not start that right now? So five years from now, you have people with five years of experience. That's that's right. You know, and and, and uh, the other part with with really, once you get over the issue of hiring it in an entry level or not, and then you get to the question of whether uh, your best candidate, uh, most qualified candidate, is uh, disabled or not. The, the, the one thing that that I guess I I didn't quite grasp until we had the opportunity to to work work more closely with uh, employees with disabilities is that in an entry level, in in many respects, um, I think. Typically, what you what you receive is an employee with those disabilities tends to um, you tend to get an employee who has already dealt with much more adversity as well. Um, so yes, they're graduating from college at the same time as the person who does not necessarily have a disability, but they've also dealt with things in their life that and have developed life skills that I think will um, help them in in their new professional role. And help the company as well. Um, that's one of those intangibles that I, again, early on in this process, I'm not sure I, I recognize. And having a, uh, a teen, couple teenage sons of my own, and, and and again, you know, they're they're um, the adversity they face is very different uh, than the individuals that we're talking about in the program here. And I, I again, I think there's a maturity and a, an awareness that they bring, um, having to deal with it, adversity throughout their life and and college um, years that that is something that again I think the level of professionalism and dedication you may see a difference there as well in, in terms of a positive. So I, again, I, I agree with you, Joyce. I think with um, the baby boomers, with um, the, all the emerging technologies uh, that are out there, I, I, we we have to start building bandwidth, um, and, and that starts with. You know, hiring people at entry level or near entry level and developing them over a period of time as opposed to always looking for someone that yeah, it's an easier hire. You know them. They're already inside the company. Uh, they're already a fairly high-level person with a whole lot of experience. It's a, it's a safer hire. Five years from now, you may not be saying the same thing. You know, you'd, you'd be looking at that person. Boy, you wish they were moving into their fifth or sixth year with the company as opposed to, um, you know, again, having everyone in your organization being at the senior most level. So I think a good mix is, is really where you want to be. Yeah, and how, how true that is what you said. It often is all about this is easier to do it this way. Yep. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, Darren, we have another question for you from Washington, D.C., and it is, Mr. Machoice, uh, thank you for helping people with disabilities. I have a question for you as a parent of a child with a disability. My question is, in your opinion, what do you think are the main reasons employers do not want to hire people with disabilities? What What is the problem? Why don't they want to open the door? Huh. I, I think it's, um, I think awareness. I think it is, um, unfortunately, uh, perception of the difficulty uh, I think as, you know, if you spend any time with Joyce, you, you realize that, you know, she isn't looking for pity. Um, and I, and I think some people have the view that, you know, this is, well, it's a nice thing to do. It, 
but there's other nice things they can do as well. We need to get an awareness um, uh, with the employers that uh, these individuals are highly skilled, dedicated, um, they have an impact, they have a role to play. Um, We've got to get over those biases. I I, I think it is really just a, a perceived uh, the perceived challenges of, of doing this. this is back to the question earlier from the one caller about being a small company. I, I think that's true in large companies as well. We need to do a better job uh, from an awareness perspective in, in educating our management team. I think it also, I think in, in terms of uh, development programs for management, um, you know, we spend a lot of time developing technical skills of our analysts um, and our programmers and our business analysts. Um, from a management training perspective, I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity there as well so that you really do see it because the reality is what it does is it opens the door to many more candidates, many more um, individuals that, that are readily available, highly skilled, uh, if you just open that door and look through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to get lack of education causes ignorance. Yeah. yeah. The more you know the easier that it will be, yeah. um, as it was with women and with people of color. Same thing. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Darren, now I work with a lot of young people with disabilities, and many of them are seeking employment such as out of high school or out of college, but are having a very difficult time finding employment and are getting the door closed in their face over and over again. Well, what advice do you have for someone like that? Well, you know, my advice is don't get discouraged. Um, you know, I've, I've had the fortune to um, see the success stories live and in person. Um, I think you have to continue to develop your networks. Uh, if you have to take advantage of organizations like, you know, vendor consulting. Um, continue to develop your skills, not just your technology skills. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity out there in finance and operations, marketing, um, writing skills. Um, you know, don't just focus on the technology piece. And, and as you know, um, you know, like other companies, you know, we're working hard to extend our recruiting process out into the business and operational areas of Highmark. So, you know, beyond information technology, and I and I think that is something that will open up more opportunities for these individuals as well. Uh, hopefully. You know, someday this will all be transparent and, and access to the doors you were you were referenced earlier are going to be open to all uh, so that, you know, they can get to the other side of that door um, uh, and, that the, you know, there will be a more responsive business community and hiring philosophy. I, I'm confident that this will be the business world in the near future. Um, I think in, in, in large part, you know, thanks to organizations uh, and individuals like yourself, Joyce, you know, where we – you all are committed to it. I, I think, you know, organizations like Highmark and Bear and others that have made the commitment and, and have a leadership team that, you know, it's part of the expectation. Um, it's part of the success story. I think those, as that awareness gets out, it's going to open more opportunities for these kids coming out of school. Um, and, I, and, you know, I think a recognition that uh, these individuals you know, with disabilities remain an underutilized source of talented and, and dedicated employees. Um, I think it's going to change. I believe it's going to change. You, you just cannot let it, you know, discourage you and, and 
and go a different route. I think you, you, you continue to network and their organizations. Joyce's group's a great group to work with, you know, to, to, to get access to the employers that are willing to take a chance to, to make a difference and, um, you know, hopefully provide an opportunity to have a long, long uh, career with a whole lot of success. So I, I'm, I, I believe that I know it's got to be frustrating for the individuals involved, but I, you know, you just got to keep, keep building your networks and skills. Yeah, the key is being persevering, and it is hard to persevere. It is hard to be persistent and not give up. But perseverance is the, is the key here. You know, I, I, when I was hearing you speak, Darren, I couldn't help but think about the time many, many years ago when I went to a meeting at the Rivers Club with a handful of vocational rehabilitation people, and they had put together a videotape of a young man with a very significant disability that they really wanted all of us to try to figure out how we could help, how we could get him a job. And at this time in my life, Bender Consulting Services, I don't think was even, so this would be like 11 years ago, I think Bender Consulting Services maybe was just getting formed, just getting together. And when they showed this video, this young man was just graduating from college and getting his master's degree now. And that was Jamie Protho. Hmm. Wow. That wow. Everyone back then thought, you know, Jamie, how are we going to get Jamie a job? He has such a significant disability. Wow. And now here's Jamie. Working at Highmark as a software developer, being promoted, you know, he is just a fabulous person. The only thing wrong with him is he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> he lives in Pittsburgh. But other than that, um, but, you know, he never gave up. Jamie never gave up. That's and, a, and that's that, a tremendous that is story. And it has to be. You yep. never give up. Yep. Because it, it, it's not going to be easy no matter who you are. But success is often right around the corner. Well, you know, it's like I said earlier, too, you know, Jamie had to face tremendous adversity uh, in his life early on, and I, and I think that made him that much stronger. Um, and as a person and as a professional, you know, he shows that and demonstrates that every single day. Uh, that's a great story. Yeah, he does. He is a tremendous individual. Um, well, I have a question for you that I am asked frequently when I speak at colleges. And that is to college students with disabilities. What they're always asking me, Darren, and I wanted your opinion, is in addition to, of course, a great education and all the academic skills that you need, what do you think are some of the key skills that you believe business leaders seek when they are looking to employ people? And we will answer that as soon as we come back. We're going to break for one minute. Having a great time talking to Darren Choice. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Stick with us, and we'll answer that question right after the break. Conversation at a click of a mouse, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. 
To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own Big League MVP, My Victory Plan, Potential for Greatness. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Hosting Commander in Change, Empowerment Coach, and International Speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, and if you missed this show, you can listen to it again. It will be archived on VendorConsult.com and VoiceAmerica.com, a great show with a senior vice president from Highmark, Darren Machoice. And, and Darren, right before we went to break, um, we were, of course, talking about many things, but I was asking you, what do you think are some of the key skills business leaders look for when they are employing college students? Well, you know, again, the skill requirements, you know, I believe for these individuals are no different than for those without disabilities, I, you know, I, I encourage and I sit on some of the uh, curriculum boards at a local university here in, in Pittsburgh and really encourage students there to also take advantage of the array of electives available to them um, through, you know, today, most of, you know, university curriculum. Stretch their skills and exposure to, to really include beyond technology, uh, finance and marketing, management, and other subjects beyond their primary degree emphasis. Um, I think employers like to see some degree of, of diversity of learning and, and subject areas. Uh, second, I, and again, I think it's true for individuals um, with and without disabilities, but, but you know, I, I think it may be easier for individuals with disabilities to, to get prepared for an interview. Uh, beyond knowing as much as you can about the company going in and the role that you're interviewing for, you have something else to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have a life story, a life experience, a challenge that you've overcome. 
don't be afraid to talk about that. That differentiates you in terms of your your ability to, to deal with you know adversity, to deal with ambiguity. Those are things that every employee uh, very quickly uh, as they start to work, curveballs get thrown at them, and and some of them are real challenges. Some of them are are issues with other coworkers. Some of them may be a technical problem or a challenge. Some may be that they just haven't had enough training or a situation they have not, you know, had to deal with before. I think, again, my experience um, in working with individuals that have disabilities is they have faced challenges that most of us have never had to face. I would, I would, I would make sure you talk about that in your interview because, I, again, it it talks about, you know, it speaks to the character of the individual and their ability to to over, overcome those challenges as well as some of the expectations that you've placed on yourself um, to get to the point that you are. I think you've accomplished so much um, and you've got that degree. Tell your story. Don't be afraid to, to tell that part of the story. Yeah, I, I agree with you because that also <laughs> gets rid of any of the fear or wonderment that's already in the person's mind whenever they're interviewing you. Yep. So I, I think that is a very good, good Absolutely. Point, very good point, Darren. Darren, while you have been at Highmark, I'm wondering if you could give our listeners a specific example of an employee with a disability that really had an impact on your way of thinking. Um, I, well, I really have two, uh, to be to be totally honest. And and you know, one is since um, you know I've I've gotten to know about the program and that, and that and that really was Jim Homie. I mean, mm-hmm. Jim's been here. Um, doing a great job for years. He's he's a champion in terms of the cause, but but he's he he's true blue sort of high mark contributing day in and day out, and was really always uh, he sat near me. He was one of the the icebreakers, uh, as I mentioned earlier in this session. You know where you know I I was sort of sitting on the sidelines watching everyone else do it. It was really that opportunity to to sit near Jim and hear more about it and see you know every day him here working. Regardless of what the weather was like, uh, regardless of you know um, everything else that was going on, he he was always here. The other um, is an individual who who'd actually been in my informatics organization, still there uh, for years and years. Really, no association, direct association with Choices um, program is John Boyer, an individual out in Camp Hill who who is deaf. Um, probably one of our best decision support analysts in the organization. Just. Absolutely phenomenal in the work he does and his commitment and, you know, again, just seeing him persevere and, and being able to work through that disability and become the analyst that he's become and, and have the contribution. Uh, two, two great examples of, of, um, just top-notch employees that, that are dedicated and, and, uh, have changed a lot of perceptions and including mine, um, along the way and, and, uh, Good people, uh, really good individuals to get to know and work with. Yeah, he, Jim Homey is the first person that I ever worked with to find employment for, even before Bender, uh, when I was doing volunteer work. As okay. A, you know, on a volunteer basis. And, and Jim has is just, he's a manager in our company, but he is on-site at Highmark, yeah. and he is... His level of dedication is unbelievable. Absolutely, absolutely. He's just a great sense of humor, a oh, great yeah. work ethic, yeah. Uh, yeah. broad set of skills, just just tremendous. 
Yes, he does have a good sense of humor because every so often when I'm talking to him, he'll start telling me what it looks like out his window. The vision is like, of course, Jim is blind, but you know he has all these little jokes. Yeah, um, that's, that's and one Jim. of his favorite jokes is reminding me that I have a directional disability. <laughs> I do have epilepsy, but he doesn't care about that. He cares about my directional disability. Darren, before we go, I just want to make sure you get to answer this question. You have been very successful in your career. And by the way, Darren, I asked this last two questions to everyone that's ever been on the show. Uh, in your life, what, what do you consider your proudest accomplishment? Wow. Uh, well, you know, I guess on a, on a personal basis, obviously, um, I, I, my kids and, and my family are, are number one uh, with me. Uh, being a father of two wonderful sons, who are in the process of becoming grown men um, and uh, running me back through some of the uh, things that I ran my parents through, I guess. But you know, I'm, I'm you know extremely proud of that and try to be the best father that I can. And I think from a business perspective, I, again, uh, with 23 years here at the organization, I, I think if you had asked me early on, I'm not sure I would have thought I would have been here 23 years later, but I think having the opportunity to have an impact and, and work for you know a wonderful employer and it brings some stability uh, and, and provides you know me with an opportunity to to develop relationships with coworkers and and do things that have an impact in the community and support the mission uh, and make a contribution. I I think those are um, really what you know what would excite me when I get up in the morning and uh, that I'm particularly proud of. I'm proud you should be because you have been so successful and have a great reputation to go with it. So, Darren, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I mean, this is this is I, I've enjoyed the opportunity to to come on to your show and and uh, hopefully help uh, with those employers that may be listening and thinking about it. Hopefully, you know, helping uh, the individuals that are looking for that opportunity. Um, and you know, my again, I, I just don't get discouraged. Uh, don't be threatened by. Uh, you know, in some cases, as we said, you know, the doors that get slammed uh, occasionally. I think we just have to continue working through it. Uh, I've had an opportunity to see this thing work and, and have a benefit for the company and for the individuals involved. And, uh, and all we're trying to do, I think, is, is really give these individuals a, a chance to show what they can do and, and give them a chance to contribute and, and uh, you know, make it a win for everyone. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to come on. And uh, again, I can't say enough good things about you know the work Joyce you've done and your team has done, both here at Highmark, but 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 really in a much broader sense than Highmark. I think you know the, the work that you do is just tremendous, and uh, I'm a huge fan. Well, Darren, let me tell you what. As I said, Highmark will always be special to me. It started with Highmark, and here, listen, it started with six people. And now here we are today in 15 states and two provinces of Canada with over 280 people later on. That is why I tell people, one person, it is amazing the difference that one person can make. And Darren, in behalf of all Americans with disabilities, I want to tell you, you are one of those people making a difference. You really are, and we thank you, and I appreciate everything you're doing to help Americans with disabilities find employment, and also for all of you business leaders listening to the show and listening to a successful executive 
like Darren. See, Darren, we'll soon have you on the road. Okay. Thanks, Joyce. All right. Listen, Darren, we end the show with a quote every week from either a civil rights leader or a famous business leader. And today that quote is from Darren Machoice himself, who said, in reflection on the employment of people with disabilities, his comment is, we should have done this sooner. How true those words are in so many cases, except Darren made it happen. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Bye-bye. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.